Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the SNH Farm Supply High School Highlight Show here on Jock ESPN Radio, Springfield, Missouri, 99.9, 96.9, and AM 1060. Certainly glad you've tuned in this morning. And as always, the Missouri State Highway Patrol reminds us to take that three seconds and buckle up. It's three seconds that could save your life. Well, welcome to the Jock Line at this point. Right off the bat here for, from the Springfield News Leader, sports writer, Wyatt Wheeler. Wyatt, hey, thanks for your time today. Yeah, no problem, guy. Happy to be on. Yeah, had, uh, we're recording this on Friday, and uh, you know, so you're getting ready to head out to uh, the Missouri State uh, scrimmage here later on today, and then we've got jamborees or football scrimmages going around, going on around the Ozarks. Got to be pretty excited for a sports writer uh, in the middle of this pandemic to have something to do. No, I mean, it's been about, it's been more than six months since I've been able to, or I guess five months since I've been able to have a day like today where I can actually go and uh, look forward to doing a few things, and it's going to be my first long day in a long time, and uh, I'm fortunate to have something scheduled. I know a lot of my friends around the uh, around the country that don't aren't as fortunate right now with some things being closed down, but uh I'll be happy to go out there and do what I love to do. And it's, you know, being a sports writer, it's, uh, you know, just by definition of the term, there is a lot of writing. But it's it, the enjoyable part of it, being a sports fan, is to see the action out on the court or out on the field. Uh, and that's what kind of led you into this business. So it's been very tough. And I'm in the same boat you know, going back to March 11th when kind of got shut down there not being able to attend any of the high school for myself, the high school baseball or track and field. Um, and now to have an opportunity tonight to actually get out and watch some scrimmages. I'm actually headed down uh, to Mount Vernon tonight, and uh, Bolivar's going to be participating down there. Talk about what you've got coming up here, uh, you know, Friday and into Friday evening and what's going to be uh, the topic in the paper here as we air this on, on Saturday. Yeah, uh, today we're or today I'm going to be headed out to Missouri State football scrimmage. So uh, first time to see the Bears just kind of padded up and uh, going against each other under Bobby Petrino. So I know there's a lot of excitement around Bobby and uh, just the new looks, the football program. I've been able to see them a few times, and uh, uh, they're actually they've kind of overhauled this roster to make it kind of. Uh, look pretty good going into a season and it's unfortunate we won't get an entire uh, fall season but I think there's some exciting days ahead for Missouri State football it's a nice little jolt of energy um, but then I'll be headed right after that I'll be going I'm going to uh, Central and uh, Hillcrest scrimmage and I'm going to be talking to some guy. I'm going to have more of a focus on Central because uh, I think uh, this could be an exciting year for them. Just trying to get uh, uh, their first win in a long time. Um, talk to some kids about why they kind of want to keep coming out and uh, trying to get that first win when they've lost 41 straight, dating back a few years. Um, I, that's just something that really intrigues me and I'll have a few intern reporters going around and they're going to be uh, writing some stories on some other uh, other scrimmages I'll have somebody at Glendale have somebody at Parkview um, and we're gonna have some uh, we're gonna have some fun, we're gonna have uh, a little bit more in the paper which I'm really excited for I think that's exciting for to tell more stories about the kids and a little more and uh, 
uh, give the readers a little bit more. And uh, can't, I'm really excited to be able to take advantage of that today. Visiting with Wyatt Wheeler, sports writer, the Springfield News Leader. And Wyatt, as, as you head over to Central tonight, uh, you know, SPS, uh, along with the Ozark Conference, has kind of regulated, you know, some of the schedules as far as where they can play. And Central leaving the Ozark Conference and being an independent, so to speak, at this point, uh, may end up with, with some of their games not being able to be played because they're either out of the state or, or out of the area. Uh, what what's your feeling there? What have you heard about uh, what their what central football schedule is going to look like? Yeah, I'm going to need to get an update on that. I know they were going to try to have that updated here soon, and I mean they have a few road games at Arkansas, the uh, Kansas game, and that's something that they're going to need to take care of. I mean they're looking more at the safety of the kids and the safety of their parents with COVID and everything. Uh, safety of grandparents if the kids were to get COVID be at the game so I mean there's a lot there's a lot of trickle down there that uh they're they're having a look at so I'm sure I'll get an update on that soon um yeah just uh, just a bunch of that it's uh it's a stressful time and I'm sure the kids I'm sure the kids are excited to get that uh independent schedule um to be able to go up against some more place play at some more competitive games because those ozark conference games were tough for them these last few years but I, i'm sure they've been excited for this ever since it was announced uh, uh at the end of last year and have a chance to go compete and get a, and get a get a win staying there you know inside the ozark conference waynesville earlier this this week um, had some positive tests over there with regards to, to COVID-19, the coronavirus, uh, and thus they've kind of shut it down uh, at school. They're going 100% virtual uh, at least through August 31st and have backed off of any practices or uh, extracurricular ac activities until they're back in the classroom, which cost at this time uh, Parkview a, a football game. That was their week one opponent next Friday night. Parkview has since picked up um, Lighthouse Christian, uh, and, and there could be some lingering effects there with, with Waynesville going into week two, uh, which I believe is a Parkview, I'm sorry, not a Parkview, uh, week two uh, game that with Camdenton, uh, just because they're gonna be off the practice field for you know a couple of weeks. Uh, what are you hearing there? And, and this probably is not the end of, of these dominoes as they begin to fall. No, it appears that Camdenton and Waynesville week two game is already off. Um, but yeah, I mean that's just the that's just what we're going to have to get used to if they're going to try to play this uh, fall season. Uh, it's, there's going to be teams shutting down. Uh, there's going to be canceled games, uh, and there's going to be some, people are going to try to reschedule games so they can get games in. Um, so it's it's a, I mean it's a stressful time. I, there's a uh, you're just gonna it's something we're gonna have to get used to especially during this season with just a whole bunch of movement I'm sure a lot of the midweek coverage of stuff is just gonna be what games are going on and what's canceled I just remember back to my high school football days about eight years ago and uh, I mean I just remember how much I was being I was around all the guys all the time and practice and everything and it's just I mean, if it, just remembering back then, it would have been hard to not be contact traced to every single person on the team. I know 
people I know the SPS and other schools have done some great things to just a lot of planning to keep these kids distance so they're not in contact fully with each other but I mean it's it's a hard thing to do especially with big programs you look at central volleyball also shutting down uh glendale had to shut down some football workouts for a couple weeks uh earlier this off season so i mean it's just uh, uh it's stressful but it's everything that we're gonna have to uh we're just gonna have to get used to right now until uh something comes up to where we can be vaccinated or figure out more ways to uh live with this Getting out of maybe the epidemiology of, of, of this topic a little bit, what uh, what are your feelings about maybe where the strength lies in that Ozark Conference? You've got a Bolivar team who replaces Central, who you know kind of ran the table last year, uh, gets a postseason victory over West Plains, who was among the top teams in the conference. West Plains obviously coming back. They're going to be strong. Camdenton, they lose Paxton De La Rent, uh, you know, the all-everything quarterback. Um, what are your thoughts as, as you look at uh, kind of handicapping the Ozark Conference on the football side? Yeah, that is – it's going to be an interesting conference this year, I think. Uh, West Plains had some turnover. Bolivar comes in, is going to have to play a tougher – is going to have to play a more uh, consistent schedule year after year now that it's part of the Ozark Conference. Uh, Camdenton, you do have a question of what's going to happen at quarterback, uh, but they still have weapons. I mean, Glendale still has weapons to be pretty good, uh, even though they're turning over a quarterback. So, I mean, there, there's, a, there's just some questionable things there. Uh, I like West Plains' offensive line every year. That's always fun. Lebedin's going to be pretty good this year. I thought Waynesville was another team on the rise, but they're not playing right They're not playing right now. So, it's good. There's, there's a lot of – I think there's a, a little bit more question than years past with that conference. But I think those consistent programs uh, are going to be pretty good. I think Bolivar uh, top in West Plains last year in the postseasons. Uh, good sign for them as they move over and taking down one of the top teams in the conference year after year. Um, so I think I think it's going to be a, it's going to we're going to have a better feel of that after a couple weeks just to see where they're all at with a little turnover in rosters. But I think it's going to be a real I think it's going to be a really intriguing uh, conference to watch this year. As you look at maybe some of the players to watch, you know, in the Ozark Conference last year, you had Paxton De La Rent, as I previously mentioned, coming in at at Camdenton. You had Cross Elmquist uh, playing quarterback for Kickapoo, uh, the running back um, L- L- Lignette at West Plains. Lingard. Lingard. Uh, Lingard. Uh, you know, as you look at the the twenty twenty one season uh, with regards to football, who have maybe been some of the players? and the Ozark Conference uh, that people ought to be maybe watching out for? I think Caden Burks is a quarterback that can make a pretty good jump. I really like his size, the Parkview quarterback. I like his size for the position. Has a stronger arm, was thrown in there as a sophomore, as a starter. Um, I can see him making a good jump in year two. Um, at Kickapoo, you have a good defensive lineman and CJ, CJ Anoye or however you say his last name, I'm sorry. But uh, I think he's going to be a really good defensive lineman for them. Uh, Jack Clinkenbeard's a consistent receiver at Glendale. Uh, whoever takes over at court, quarterback is going to have a good guy to throw to at Clinkenbeard. Uh, really good catch and run. 
uh, really good with the ball in his hands when you get uh, on the screens and he can make a good move on the outside and get downfield. Um, you have Gavin Kawawapa at Waynesville. He's a a third-team All-State offensive lineman who was was good for the Tigers last year, Uh, led the way to help uh, Butler Lawson get some uh, good plays on the ground. I really like Bolivar's tight end, Parker Erickson. I think he's a a pretty big threat down the middle. He runs good routes, he's a big body, and not a lot of linebackers to stay with him. Uh, Jalen James is another name uh, on the offensive line at West Plains is a big guy, six foot six, three hundred five pounds. Uh, so I mean that's a that's a real big th- that's a real good guy for whoever to run behind. Uh, I wouldn't want to go against him. Uh, Cooper Ezard at Camden's another good receiver that uh, the Lawrence uh, replacement's going to have to throw to. Um, but it's it's a pretty talented league. Uh, there's some really good names there, uh, some college prospects in there. I think some other uh, there's going to be plenty of room for other guys, especially a couple quarterbacks to step up and uh, kind of break out there. Uh, you know, the Glendale whoever's quarterback at Glendale is going to get his numbers. Uh, whoever's quarterback at Camden is going to get his numbers. So uh, there's a few guys that are. Uh, it's going to be able to break out, but it's it, there's some talent in that conference. Again, visiting with uh, Wyatt Wheeler from the Springfield News, Springfield News Leader Sports Reporter and uh, our sports writer. And uh, this segment brought to you by Post Game Pizza. Post Game Pizza with locations in Ozark, Rogersville, and Marshfield. Go to postgamepizza.com. Also brought to you by Great Southern Bank. Great Southern Bank with more than 100 locations in six states to better take care of your money. Great Southern Bank, they care as much about your money as you do. Moving into uh, the uh, Central Ozark Conference, and it kind of begins and ends more normally with Webb City, but uh, with Joplin and Carthage both making state runs there as well last year, uh, Nixa, Ozark, and, and Branson, Willard, and Republic uh, are going to have some, gonna have some uh, competition there if they're going to come out on top in that COC. Yeah, I, I mean, I love Carthage's roster. Um, coming back from a state championship year, uh, they still have they still have their quarterback, who was player of the year last year, Patrick Carlton. Um, he's going to be one of the best players in the state again, surely. Uh, Aiden Logan's a really big offensive lineman who's uh, committed to Arkansas State that I really like. Uh, just another uh, that that the entire offensive line last year was just built uh really really some built big guys um and web city of course uh, just another loaded roster uh devron weathers might be the best player in the southwest missouri at running back three-year starter uh committed to kansas state which is uh kind of bigger than everybody else is going where everybody else is going to around the area and then you look at another guy in uh uh gary clinton on that web city tight end um, who've had some big time offers and decided to go to Arkansas State six foot four, two hundred twenty pound uh, tight end who can, who can catch and uh, really really blocks well. So I mean, Web City's going to be good. Carthage is going to be good, and that, I mean that's it's got to start with that, those two up there. You know. The Big Eight, uh, you know, the Big Eight Conference, which is now the Big 14, you know, encompassing Rogersville, Reed Spring, uh, adding Marshfield, Springfield Catholic as well. Springfield Catholic 
opening up with Lamar, and that is the uh, jock game of the week, or one of the jock games of the week. There was Springfield Catholic uh, hosting Lamar. Lamar obviously has had some very, uh, very, very much success here in this this past 10, 10 years with seven state titles. Uh, Springfield Catholics had some runs. Cassville getting to the state championship a year ago. Mount Vernon a couple of years ago getting into the state championship game as well against Maryville. What what are your thoughts there? And what are you hearing out of the Big Eight? Yeah, I, I'm really intrigued by uh, Lamar moving uh, going to uh, a new head coach and Jared Bashore after a whole uh, after a ton of success. Uh, Jared Bashore is. Uh, I mean, he's, he's just watching some, like, TV clips on him talking. I mean, uh, he's so young, and he's taken over a program that he helped build to the t- state title champ- state title program that it has been over the last decade. And now he's a head coach after a successful career at Missouri State. I mean, if, uh, if there was ever a guy I'd pick at Missouri State to be able to lead a group of guys like that, uh, Jared, Jared Bashore would be at the top of the list or maybe number two behind Dylan Cole. But, I mean, it's, uh, it's not a bad name to feed right there with, and I, I think he's going to do some great things over at Lamar. Um, I, I think Mount Vernon and Cassville week one is just one. I think that's got to be the best game in the area. Um, Mount Vernon returning some guys. Uh, Cassville had a little bit of turnover but still has its stud. Uh, linebacker, so I, I think that's going to be a game that's going to really show us a lot. Uh, what's going to be going, uh, how that conference is going to go. I think, uh, and it's going to be interesting to see how, uh, how how Catholic adjusts to a brand new coach, uh, just having a new system and everything in place, and having to adjust to some things. Um, but I mean, it's a, it, that's a fun uh, conference to watch, and uh, looking forward to seeing how some of those things turn out. Because I mean, that's that's just week. One. There's some things week one that's going to show us a lot about what uh, that conference is going to look like as we go into uh, the rest of the season. And going into that week one, you've got you know the, the likes of Clever now playing a a varsity season there. What uh, you know as you look at some of the smaller conferences with the Mid Lakes and and other conferences around the area, but just right there in the Mid-Lakes Conference, Stratford and Fairgrove had a lot of success over the past couple of years. What are, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I think Fairgrove's going to be interesting, just keeping an eye on uh, how they kind of turn over after a really good year last year. Um, and it's uh, there, there's uh, there's I think there's some questions uh, everywhere just kind of in that conference, and it's going to be we're going to see how that uh, – just kind of shapes out pretty early on. Yeah. All right, and uh, we're going to take a quick time out here. You're listening to the SNH Farm Supply High School Highlights Show here on Jock ESPN Radio 99.9, 96.9, and AM 1060. We'll be back after these messages from ESPN Radio. Welcome back to Jock Radio here on ESPN. It's the SNH Farm Supply High School Highlight Show brought to you by First Independent Bank of Aurora. First Independent Bank of Aurora helping that community and surrounding communities grow by providing affordable home, auto, and commercial loans. Doke Propane, for all your propane needs, see the folks at Doke in Polk County and surrounding counties. Visiting 
with Wyatt Wheeler, sports writer at Springfield Newsleader, and uh, some other tremendous news coming in as you just uh, broke here as we're recording this here on this Friday. But uh, Lefty tweets uh, that he'll be at Ozarks National in Branson next week. Uh, exciting news for, for this region of the country. Yeah, I think uh, it'll be nice to have uh, Lefty out there for, uh, I think it'd be his first time to be in the in the region, be able to see what Johnny Morris has built out there. It's uh, um, it's pretty cool news. I know, uh, I know no fans can get out there, but I believe some of it's going to be televised for folks to go watch. Um, and uh, it's, it's his first time on the PGA Champions Tour, and uh, I think it's going to be pretty cool for him to hear kind of his thoughts on uh, uh, golf, all the courses that are being out here, because I know his, his buddy Tiger's got one going out here, and uh, it's just going to be pretty cool to have him here. It's pretty fortunate uh, region of the country that we live in, not only uh, with maybe the COVID or the coronavirus uh, not being as, as ravaging here. I'm a, my younger brother is a, a pastor down in Florida, and they've had they've had some real struggles with it. He him personally as well. But this you know this region of the country not only dealing not having to deal with as much of that, but then having the opportunity. Uh, you've had stories like a Bobby Petrino this year coming in at, at Missouri State. Now you've got uh, the uh, Ozarks National going on in Branson. Uh, obviously kind of saved some of the sports writers and people that cover sports in this area. So, you know, kind of live in a, in a pretty uh, nice area of the country. It's been fun so far uh, covering the sports, and especially during this time. We've had more to do maybe than others. Yeah, we've been a little fortunate. Um, I think we've uh, we haven't been as hit as hard as others. I think we have some good uh, uh, structures around places. I mean, with Ozarks, with Ozarks National and Big Cedar Lodge down there, you have uh, you have some housing and stuff and good protocols in place to where uh, it's worth it for golf to try to go down and have a championship down there. Uh, have some tour, have a tour down there, and then uh, I know it's it's been hard to not have some high school stuff. I mean, Kickapoo goes to the Final Four and isn't able to play, um, and the, but I mean we're we're starting things up. I know I I think Missouri State uh, feels comfortable with its protocols and the testing it has in place to be able to play some football games here this fall, while others haven't been able to and. Missouri State's lucky in the sense that it has uh, some teams in a region that it's able to go up against. Uh, it also really lucked out with the Oklahoma stuff to be able to play them when others haven't been able to get that payday that they've desperately wanted. But uh, I think I think there's a little bit of luck with what we have, and I think uh, we're, we're just kind of a little fortunate to have some of the things we have right now. As you look at you know, some of the casualties, um and I don't mean uh, the unfortunate deaths or anything like that, but just the sports casualties at the high school and the college level over the past several months with this uh, COVID-19. You mentioned Kickapoo and their Final Four run you know, in basketball. You've got the Willard baseball program that was a nationally ranked team coming in. You've got the Lady Bears and what they were able to do in, in conference play and probably headed to a – to a bid there in the NCAA tournament. You've got Drury, uh, you know, an opportunity at a national championship 
what what are some of the, those casualties and what is it how, how did you deal with that and what it, what were your uh, kind of thoughts on on some of those oh man it, i think it just sucks i think that's as easy as it kind of as easy as you like to put it there i mean uh you, you look at uh i mean i was so excited to see what the lady bears could do coming off a sweet 16 appearance um they had so much potential to maybe even take another step there. Uh, Coach Motz's first season, and it's uh, such a it's such a great group of girls there um, that I, I enjoyed tremendously covering uh, over the over the winter. Uh, just heart heart was broken for those girls. I mean the uh, uh, the Lady Panthers and Molly Miller and her final year, what ended up being her final year couldn't take them to the championship like they looked like they were capable of doing after coming up short the year before. Um, so I'm with things like that. You're just gonna always ask what if, and I think that's really hard for, especially the seniors when you look at like a Diesel Camp or a Alexa Willard. It's just really hard to. I'm sure it's really hard for others to kind of uh, look back at some of that. Um, but then you look at some of the. Uh, you look at some of the high schools. Like Kickapoo wasn't able to show if they had. They were two wins away from winning a state title that we'll never know if they would have won or not. Uh, Willard baseball. They were. They came close the year before, and they looked destined to be that good again with a talented roster. And uh, they ended up coming. They ended up having their season canceled. Um, so, I mean, there's just all those little what-ifs and things that we were looking forward to and uh, just won't be able to see uh, to just come next to come. Uh, I mean, we'll never be able to see it. They were just all canceled and probably for the better because everything was so unknown back then and we weren't in place to be able to adjust to some things uh, like we could have, like we like we might be right now, but it's just uh, kind of hard for all that. I, it was hard for me not to cover those things, but uh, I think it's even, It's you gotta think of the, it's gotta be even uh, tremendously harder to be in the positions that they were in and have it taken away. Once we get on the, uh, the downhill side of this uh, coronavirus and things return, uh, I don't know that they'll ever return to normal, uh, but they get more normal. You've got fans, you've got activities going on. Uh, what's what? What are some of the events or teams that you're really looking forward to covering? I mean, is it is it Bobby Petrino? Is it uh, is it you know the fact that you know Isaac Haney and, you know is transferring into to Kickapoo and that and that story that goes along with that uh, the the Lady Bears, uh, the new jury coach. What are some things and maybe all of the above that you're looking forward to? Uh, you know, getting getting back and being able to cover. I mean, it's all of the above, of course. Uh, I mean, I've I'm a football. I love football. That's uh, my number one sport. And I mean, I've been so miserable covering Missouri State football these last few years, uh, just because it hasn't been fun to watch or anything. Um, but I mean, just the excitement that was actually around football with Bobby Petrino. Um, I was uh, really looking forward to that. Hopefully there's a safe sp- spring season and these three games here scheduled for the fall go he- healthy and as planned. Um, I, I think I, I 
really excited to cover that Kickapoo team. Um, I think they have they have some unfinished business having their state uh, state title run kind of abruptly uh, canceled. Uh, and, I, and I mean they're loaded right now with the addition with uh, Anton Brookshire, Isaac Haney, uh, um and the Parkview kid transferring in. So, I mean, they're going to be a fun story every night. They take the court just because of how loaded they are with Division One talent. Um, the Lady Bears have unfinished business. Uh, Coach Mox wants to get her team back to the uh, – wants, wants to get that taste of the NCAA tournament and the national rankings that they deserved again. Um and I mean, just thinking of like the big events where people can all come and gather, I think of the Bass Pro Tournament of Champions. That's, uh, I mean, another loaded field with Aminu Muhammad and Anton Brookshire set to take that stage again. You, you think of the sold out JQH Arena when that's going on. And it's uh, it just, uh, it's hard to imagine something like that right now, just especially as like the NBA plays in front of no fans and others play in front of no fans but i mean if we if, uh, just drink, hoping for that day where you get the uh loud roar of fans and uh just a little bit of normalcy that we're we've all be we've all been used to going back and just touching on the the bears football program just for a second you mentioned bobby petrino and the excitement and the fact that you've been able to cover uh this program for for the last several years what what are some of the differences, or maybe the biggest difference, that you've seen between a a, a Bobby Petrino led uh, Bears football program and uh, the coaches that that preceded him? Yeah, there's about three big things right now. I think the level of professionalism that Bobby Petrino brings to the program just the if there's a different feeling. I mean, you have coaches. Not only do you have an upgrade at head coach who's been there and has done some great things at the biggest of stages, um, but you also bring in a, a credible assistant coaching staff, which I think was a downfall in the Steck era. Was uh, Steck had a whole bunch of graduate assistant level coaches, assistants that he was extremely loyal to, and never really made any changes. That I don't know if they're, I don't know how qualified a lot of them were to be covered. Uh, coaching at this level but I mean it didn't uh, I mean you have some of those coaches who are completely out of uh, coaching now um, and I mean for Bobby he brings a, he brings some family and he brings a lot of guys that he's had ties to in his coaching career um, this just makes it an upgrade at every single coaching position on that football on that football coaching staff so that's a big thing that uh uh, it's kind of being un, uh, underreported because it's just uh, it's just the coaches and not the players. Uh, I think that's uh, that's the biggest thing that's going to make a huge difference. Uh, you look at another thing with like the quarterback play. I think Jaden Johnson, just from a little bit, I've been able to see the arm talents better than anything I've seen at Missouri State, and it's better than a lot of things I've seen in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. I think he has the potential to be one of those top guys, maybe in year one, as he comes in as a redshirt freshman, immediate starter. Um, and then you see across the board on uh, the, you, you look at the rest of the roster, they're not afraid to take in some transfers. So they have a bunch of JUCO guys 
and then they have a couple D1 transfers uh, that just kind of reloaded this roster pretty quickly. So you look at some new defensive line, then you look at a whole bunch of new linebackers, including a transfer from uh, who used to play at Nebraska and was an Under Armour All-American. Uh, you have two new corners who transfer in from uh, Central Michigan and Virginia Tech. I mean, it, it's, so you have a little more, you're a little more deep on the team right now at a, a lot of positions. You're more talented at a lot of positions. And it's just really been a complete overhaul of uh, just the way the roster looks and the, the way you think of this football program uh, just in a few short months. And it's insane to think that kept stack in November after the last game and just thinking of where you were what you were thinking in December when Steck was still the head coach signing players on signing day to where we are right now with Steck being let go and Bobby Petrino taking over this program and changing just kind of the excitement around the program and maybe the outlook of the program in just uh, uh, eight months. Again, visiting with uh, Wyatt Wheeler, sports writer, Springfield News leader here in this segment brought to you by the Bank of Billings. Bank of Billings established in 1889, the oldest bank in Christian County with locations in Billings and Marionville to better serve your needs. And here, you know, it's been kind of the elephant in the room, uh, but uh, what's what's the news leader uh, wiffle ball team up to now? Oh, we had a big win the other day against an undefeated squad. We had a uh, we had a de- we had a pretty bad game the week before. We had some. Uh, uh, we had one player who was off uh, sick, and then we had another player who was uh, who was on vacation. So we were down our pitchers, and I mean, if you don't have pitching in the downtown wiffle ball league, you're not going to win. And we got smashed. But they were back this past week. He, our pitcher threw a two hitter. Uh, we hit set six home runs. Um, so we were able to we were able to put together a good showing and uh, knock off an undefeated team, and I think we, I think we could say we're back. Uh, we were we were down for a little bit. A lot of people were doubting us. Uh, Art Haynes, Kyle Motes called my team out, um, but uh, we we responded. We didn't let the noise get to us, and uh, we showed who we are. You bet, you bet. Well, this is airing here on Saturday here on the SNH Farm Supply Highlight Show, and. Uh, what uh, what can folks if they run down to the gas station or into the grocery store and pick up a paper? Uh, what's going to be uh, in the sports section here on Saturday? Um, I think we'll have some lefty coverage in there, and uh, a lot of this stuff ends right be- right after our deadlines today. So a lot, so most of our coverage is going to be in uh, Sunday's paper. Uh, that'll be my coverage along with a couple interns uh, pieces, along with my football coverage from today. And uh, that will all be in Sunday's paper. And then we'll see a couple more high school features uh, and stories spread throughout the night, throughout the week. So uh, just getting ready for some things. Uh, just excited to have some sports back. And hopefully uh, everybody stays healthy and we're able to keep playing, uh, keep playing football. You bet. Well, hey, Wyatt, you've been uh... – Extremely generous here with your time today, and uh, I know you've got to get out. Uh, as we're recording this on Friday, you've got to get out to the Bears scrimmage today, and then over to Central for the uh, scrimmage tonight between Central and Hillcrest. But hey, I appreciate your time, and look forward to the next time we get to visit. Yeah, no problem, guy. Anytime. Thank you. You bet. You're listening to the SNH Farm Supply High School Highlight Show on Jock 98.7, and we'll be back after these messages. <laughs> 